This is a late, not so great show featuring Mike, Joe, George, Stephen, Rob, and Jeff. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Well done. Beautiful, 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 real American. Man. I really try. <laughs> just, just FYI, yeah, beautiful Rob is from beautiful Colorado. Yeah, put it as the pulse of the high altitude. Oh, yeah, back from the mile high. Yes. You know, I'm a high right now. Altitude out there. Hold the Patagonia, <laughs> Subarus, and <laughs> cannabis. <laughs> just, just quick chime in. How's the altitude out there? We're really curious. What's your reading? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. oh, man. Excellent! We are drinking Deftones beer today. Uh, Phantom yeah. Pride. This, hey! Yeah, be careful. You don't know if they're going to be like, hey, we're going to fucking sue you. It's science. <laughs> <laughs> How? <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Deftones. Do that. Yeah, come on, Deftones aren't like that. Come you're going to take everything. away our BFD money. <laughs> How do you think? How are you going to take away everything if I have nothing? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Think about it. No. All right, Steve. <laughs> Some adjectives to describe the Deftones beer. The Deftones beer. Um, it's over you know, nine. Sort of an over, uh, kind of a kind of like an assertively long, maybe some would call overly long introduction. Intro. Like, like its first, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the first note, it's kind of it's kind droning. Of flat. It's, oh, uh, <laughs> like yeah. and it, it has kind of it has like moments of like, and you never can quite decide if it's like on purpose or accidental. It has moments of like. Okay, I actually thought it's pretty good. It tastes good. I'm sorry, it tastes good. Yes, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> we're talking about the beer, of course. Yeah. Not the, yeah. And then um, it gets a little droney. You know, it just kind of gets a little droney and repetitive. <laughs> uh, it sounds like, you know, there's only like one talented. I'm sorry, one really high quality ingredient in the whole beer. And yeah. <laughs> good for them I like though. That. that they have this a is, beer. You know, I could not agree more on this fine beverage. It's got some really high notes, some some not so high notes. <laughs> yes. M- mostly yeah. mid frequency. Yeah, yeah notes. but <laughs> like if it wore shoes, they would be like shell top Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. the, all right, listeners it, it, and Dickies jackets. If oh, yeah. they were to yeah. be in a all time right, period, it would be it'd be the early two thousands, late nineties. Uh, we are we are no way sponsored by Deftones or their beer, oh. but we do have sponsors. <laughs> Yeah, sponsors a mile long. But before we get to those sponsors... Let's talk about tonight's episode. Yeah, so for those of you joining us for the first time, this is the Late Not So Great Show, where we, each week, we discuss topics of our choice and provide shitty opinions, or good opinions, whatever. Wow, it's Don't undersell it that bad. It's not so great. It's horrible. This week... We discuss cults. You're gonna need a bigger horse. Not, not the horses. I meant like C-U-L-T. ponies. What about the guns? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys know what we're talking oh, about. Oh, that's a cult. Uh, Spoopy stuff, you guys. Jonestown, uh, Heaven's Gate, Scientology. Scientology, Christianity, whatever. We're talking <laughs> about human psychology Alex, at its finest. Alex Szechuan sauce. <laughs> The Alex Jones cult. The Alex Jones cult. Oh my god, is that guy a fucking nut job or what? I'm sorry for swearing. I don't know if this is not. We've been swearing for the past like five minutes. I just honestly, you want, like, Alex Jones is one of those people. He is the gay frog. You know, like, people, like, like Hillary Clinton was accused of being the ultimate con man because she never appeared to break. And she's like, she might not say, like, she's the frog. She might not say what, like, you want to hear, but she would never say something to where you were like, what the fuck? Is she gay? She was really good. But Alex Jones is the kind of con man who like he's not that good at it and occasionally you can see it break down and like he'll be like and the frogs are getting rained on by this chemical that makes them gay and And that's how a cult is started somebody out there though just think about it somebody out there's like i knew it i knew it i knew it (laughs) could you imagine an alex jones cult like you go to like some shitty warehouse and it's just a bunch of bald people like print screening like gay frog shirts (laughs) they're all like taking the alex jones supplement so they're like kind of like this is our moment they're meat big what, what would they? You're like kind of balding a little bit. Sorry, that was overly specific. I'm so, not so you know how like cult members have they they add monikers to their name, like in Heaven's Gate. There's they they make up a name and then they put Odie after it. It's like super oh, weird. Yeah. Like, or Mary, like, like, like George the, Odie. Yeah. What would it be Alex Jones? Like, would it be like? It would just no. Owned. If you could spell this, 
It's just that heavy breath. (laughs) 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 So it'd be like, John Smith, so. It's like, John Smith. (laughs) It's like you can hear from his breath that he had McDonald's for lunch. Oh, yeah, you can smell it. Like, he's not even in the He has the MAGA meal every day. (laughs) Son of a bitch. He has has a Trumpy Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Best commercial I've ever seen. While he's eating, he's he's thinking, you know what? Speaking of cold. Trumpy Bear cold. <laughs> when I saw that, I, the first time I saw that, I was like, "There, is this for real?" I, I couldn't. To God I genuinely oh, yeah. tell. No, dude, it's a, dude, it's a bunch of trolls that made it. I thought it was. Tr- I th- They're trolling. Yeah, no, of course they were. I don't know. It it's. I'm like I'm halfway on the fence. It's like they're fucking with us, or they're le- like they're so dumb. It's legit. You just don't. And know. It's don't like Trumpy Bear has hair that you like, comb. They don't. It's like <laughs> what, what? They don't even know they're making fun of themselves. So, so no, just for Trumpy Bear with the no. flag. Is it, it supposed to like diminish your appreciation for Trump? If you're a cons- sorry, go ahead, Mikey. No, no. It's for- we we should uh, we should uh, sort of let you. So just for the listeners, just so you guys know, there's a wacky, just a whack as fuck infomercial, infomercial that uh, that showed up. That uh, Jeff, did you see? You saw this on yeah, TV? I saw it on right? TV, and I almost had a fucking heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a teddy bear uh, that's, that's it, got it the, looks like Donald a, Trump. It has a comb yeah, over. That's it right. has a backpack that has a. No, it's not even a backpack. It's like a secret compartment yeah. with a zipper and a fucking flag comes out of it. <laughs> it's the American flag cape yeah. on top of it all. It's a cape. <laughs> So is oh. is that what every cult member of the Alex Jones cult has to carry at all times? <laughs> like, like there's, there's a guy in the ID commercial card. on a motorcycle with his Trumpy bear. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm a Vietnam vet and I love my Trumpy bear. Yeah, I was, we love our Trumpy bear. <laughs> if you don't have a Trumpy bear, you're a fag. When, when I'm standing for the anthem. You know I have my trumpet bear. <laughs> when you see my trumpet bear, you know exactly where I stand. I use my trumpet bear to hide my erection when I'm in a room with other women. Plus, <laughs> Jeff. American Grizzly. Trumpet bear is born June 14th. Flag day. Just find oh, the secret right, zipper oh, and pull out the flag blanket. <laughs> then wrap yourself in the <laughs> It's like a space blanket. I'm not gonna play the whole thing. I'm just saying it's it's worth it. It's it's worth the three minutes of your life to, to YouTube the Trumpy Bear official commercial. I just, it will yeah, I mean, make you sure kind of ha- happy again. You realize sure. that we're endorsing this, right? Oh, <laughs> I endorse the hell out of it. Because I know it's some troll that's like, I'm gonna make money off this asshole and just did it. Yeah, no, it was a bunch of guys like us that came up with it. Like, dude, let's make Trumpy Bear. Burst on a podcast. <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the podcast without a podcast. But I want to just give a shout out to Jeff because he's wearing a Blackcraft Colt shirt. Continuity. Just completely, yeah, just yeah. devotion. Yeah, I yeah. totally Dude, didn't realize. Loyal, devoted I, man. I am devoted to Satan. So, <laughs> so from now on, are you? Have you been doing this every podcast episode? Like had something, an item on you that has something related to the topic of the podcast? Uh, usually, yeah. Usually. What? Yeah. I noticed the, ha- oh, I noticed what? the Halloween ones. Jeff yeah. is a living oh, Christopher Nolan. But film. all the layers are are, yeah. are showing up now. All the timelines are, are coalescing yeah, into one. And it's, it's just him in the back, like, with <laughs> yeah. the, the, per- the perfect shirt. Like, during 80s metal p- podcast, he was like... And just in a striper shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and we just didn't know. Yeah. No one knew. Jeff, are we like your project <laughs> or something? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually molding you into my, my minions. The cult. <laughs> You're starting a cult. I, I am the leader. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into some uh Well, first, first don't topics, we need to do a... Uh, I think we need a, a visit from a sponsor. Yeah, a sponsor S. All right. <laughs> and then we're going to dive right the heck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Late cult. Not So Great Show, and we'll be right back. part of the morning is? What's that? A fresh cup of Evan Essence coffee. It really brings me back to life. (laughs) When I feel like I've become so numb without a soul and my spirit sleeping somewhere cold. Yeah? I just wait until that cup of coffee finds me there and it's laid back and I travel back home with this delicious Evan Essence coffee. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. I can't wake up. But I can with Evan Essence coffee. Save I can do it. I can wake up with Evan Essence coffee every morning now. Every morning. You can 
can get it at Whole Foods and Cost Plus World Market. And it's actually coming straight to REI directly too. Yeah, REI, is, they're doing it. And I'm just like, I'm so excited to wake up every morning and just bring bring myself back to life. Uh, Evanescence coffee. It's, it's real good, isn't it? <laughs> and and we're back. Oh, oh man! Well, I hope that wasn't a, a, a little preface to one of our future sponsors. Oh, I, I don't know, but you know what? Those guys who had the same names as us—they really seemed into that coffee. Oh, it, honestly, I can't wait to try try some. Oh, it's gonna be a good I time. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I hear it's real good, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? It certainly is. Yes, it is. Yes, it R- is. Rob, how do you, how do you feel about evidence and coffee? Um, it wakes me up inside every morning. Uh, honestly, wow. He was actually the first person to get it. Yeah. 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 So one, one of the test, right uh, now. <laughs> Rob. Rob is our the beta tester for. He is <laughs> the beta coffee. tester for Evanescence Coffee. And our finger of the pulse of the high altitude. <laughs> coming up, from, coming down from the Rocky Mountains, right? <laughs> oh yes, Rockies, Coors Light, higher than the mountains. Coming to you live from the Tell You Ride Bluegrass Festival. Fuck <laughs> yes! All right, all right, guys, let's do let's do, let's do a round robin and talk about you know your opinion on Colts. Oh, yeah. And pick, oh, yeah. pick a cult that you want to discuss. It could be the same as oh, anybody else. Oh, sci- Scientology for sure. All right, let's start right, with let's Rob. Start off yeah. with Rob. Well, go. Yep. Yeah, just go, Rob. Scientology. Scientology. Solid Scientology. You guys, go. When's the last time you guys have been to Hollywood? Any of you been to Hollywood? Yeah. Oh yeah, right here. That building. Went to school right next to it. Fucking. Yeah. Up. No, I was, I was, I was out there back in November, and it scared the shit out of me because of all the Scientology shit that's everywhere. Oh, it's real. It's literally. <laughs> And uh, always very real. But like uh, one of my friends grew up by one of the Scientology places here in Denver. And we got some of their their literature, like because they would do like door pamphlets. Yeah. And apparently they have this thing like where you can reach like certain OT levels. Oh, they take a stress test, right? What's We've that? all seen the South Park episode. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. like measure your. Uh, well, no, no, it's very real. But yeah, you can reach, reach certain levels of OT. Levels of I think you have to pay to get to the highest level of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you pay to play basically <laughs> for your yeah. Yeah. It's DLC. Okay. So, how do DLC? I, how, Who the fuck? Hold how on, do I get there. Quick shout out to Joe Rogan because. His podcast is awesome. He had uh, D- Ron Miscavige, who is David Miscavige, the leader of Scientology it's right now. Yeah. It's Ron Miscavige's son. And uh, his father talks about his whole experience, about how he was kicked out of Scientology and his son just completely estranged him. It, it's, it's, a, it's a really sad story because Ron Miscavige, is, uh, he joined Scientology, what, in the 70s or something? I don't know. He joined in the, sometime in the 20th century. Um he got so devoted because his son got way too into it during his teenage years, and then he, uh, his son David Miscavige, got to know like L. Ron Hubbard, and then after L. Ron died, David became the leader. He finagled his way and did some really dirty deeds to get to himself to that point. Exactly. And um, yeah, those OT levels ain't free, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he had to suck some dick for those OT levels. <laughs> to touch base on Scientology real quick. After his father left Scientology, uh, David Miscavige actually had spies follow his father everywhere he went. Yeah. And one day, um, his father was in the parking lot of the grocery store, and his father dropped something on the ground, and he actually knelt over onto his knee to grab something off the ground. And the spies told David Miscavige that they thought his father was having a heart attack, and should they do anything about it? And David Miscavige said, no, let it happen. Yeah, it's fucked up. (laughs) It's super fucked up. And... Before that, uh, David Miscavige's dad, Ron, and his mom, they were both, like, a part of the most, the highest level where it was, like, a straight-up camp or, like, a compound island. Uh, I don't know. I might be wrong. Don't believe everything I say. Just look it up on Wikipedia, even though I probably edited yeah. the Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> don't believe everything on Wikipedia either. Jesus. That's my main news source. Yeah, but uh, apparently, if you want, if you're so devoted, you can... Um, go to a compound and become like a super devoted member that all you do all your entire life is you don't 
go home, you just go to the compound and work for Scientology. And um, you're, wait, for you're part of the, uh, God, it has a name. The fact that there's this notion of you can work C-Org. for Scientology, like there's work to be done for yeah. the greater good. It's of, called the Sea Org. Yeah, the Sea Org. Yeah. There we go. That's yeah, no, nothing about this sounds appealing like in the slightest bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, don't, you don't have access to Especially Google. Work you don't have access to anything. <laughs> Apparently, Ron had a story about how, like, so um, it's like North Korea within. Yeah, basically. it's it's bad. You, but you live in when you're part of the Sea Org, you live in dormitories that are worse than college dorms. Yeah, you don't get paid for the work you do, so they kind of like pigeon you pigeonhole you into this place where you can't even escape, even if you want to, because you have nothing on the outside world. I mean, the founder's father had to escape. Him and his mom had to escape because. The, the way that they escaped was, or not the way, but the reason why he wanted to escape was he, he got a Kindle for his birthday or something. Uh, Ron yeah, Miscavige. For, for read, he likes to read yeah. books. And then Ron he, is the father. Yeah, and he found out how to use Google, and he never heard of Google. So he Googled shit and then was like, uh, fuck this, and then escaped. And then, like, his entire wow. family. Good. First of all, can yeah. we all just say good for that guy? Hell yeah. 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 But, and basically what happens can, when you can leave. Can we all just, just take a moment to appreciate the, like, Courage it takes in that situation to be your, you know, your family and the people you love might be wrapped up. It's been like that, but to try to use your own yeah. sort of judgment of fact and logic to try to make a decision like that. Yeah, that's Incredible a hard moment do, of man. clarity. For sure, yeah. they actually have terminology for it. It's called disconnecting. If yeah. you say anything bad about Scientology in any way, shape, or form, then you have you get ridden up for it, and people start to look at you different. And if you decide to leave Scientology. The, your family members that stay in Scientology have to disconnect from you completely. Yeah. It's like... And if you talk to them, the you road. get shunned too. Yeah. But it, it's... Just listen to the episode uh, of Joe Rogan Experience where he interviews Ron Miscavige. It's a whole crazy thing. But yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, Scientology. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Sounds terrifying. Right. <laughs> who, who has another cult that they want to bring up? Mike. So another shout out to another podcast. Uh, <laughs> you guys are tired of this hearing this, but uh, I listened to a podcast devoted to talking about Heaven's Gate. If you guys don't know who Heaven's Gate is, they're this like they they're a cult that started in the seventies and started by two people that decided that Christianity or God was an alien and that uh, aliens will one day come back and whoever is worthy. Their spirit will be taken into, taken by the aliens and put into celestial bodies. To Th- live. This was in the United States, right? Yeah, this is okay. United States. Yeah. So these, yeah, this is like in the '90s. It was like mid '90s, like '97, uh, right? Somewhere on there. It started. They, they committed suicide in '96. I, I remember. Yeah, somewhere around that. Cause I remember. I remember it happening actually. Because yeah. of the Hellbop, com- they did it the day of the Hellbop comet or some shit. Yeah, Hellbop. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll give. I'll give a quick summary. Just because it's fresh in my mind. But in the 70s, these two people, uh, an old lady and an old man, um, decided that they wanted to further their devotion to spirituality. So they were huge uh, enthusiasts of UFOs and aliens. And they were also really into God and Christianity. And then they kind of fused the two beliefs. And then... One day they decided there's got to be more to this. We want to spread our message. So they started recruiting people. And then uh, the people that they recruited, like after 13 years, the woman dies. And then the, the male leader was like distraught and then was like, where do I go from here? Because there was two leaders. Now I'm the only leader. What do I do to keep the devotion? Eventually they got it got so intense and their lives got so controlling that he decided that, oh, the next level is for us to destroy or to, to take our own lives so that we could leave our vehicles, which are vehicles is what they considered their human body. The vessel. Yeah, yeah. the vessel. So in 96, uh, yeah, in 96, um, they listened to this radio show by Art Bell, and he was talking about uh, the Hale-Bopp Comet, and then Heaven's Gate decided... Oh yeah, that's this is our chance because that comet's going to destroy Earth, and we're going to commit suicide so that the aliens can come and take our spirits and put our spirits into like perfect celestial bodies so that we can live in paradise. Hence, Heaven's Gate. So in '96, in a mansion in San Diego, they all take barbiturates, chased with pudding and applesauce. Bitchin'. 
yeah, yeah and, that's a... and and fucking each each of them just died oh. in, in bunk beds. They were all in bunk beds, if I remember correctly, too. Yep. Yeah, exactly. purple sheets over yeah. them. Didn't right. they all have yeah. like the same shoes on? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so they they were uh, black track suits with mm-hmm. Nikes with white swooshes, like bright. Yeah, white. they were the black the black white uh, Nike Cortezes. Actually, were they Russian they were. guys? No, they were. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> were they per, were they part Slobs of the, the KGB? <laughs> so one of the one of the things that's kind of fucked up before the whole suicide thing was uh, one of their big um, rules is that you cannot have any human connection so like they were kind of embracing the Jedi lifestyle where it's like you gotta be celibate you that's can't. really that's a euphemism they all castrated themselves <laughs> yeah. all the dudes Just, castrated themselves real Jedi <laughs> <laughs> but I think they actually they were big fans of Star Wars and they were like oh yeah we gotta yeah, be makes you think do you like to astro project yeah. <laughs> but yeah some I have me- once some members were so extreme that they castrated they got castrated. Yep. It's oh, fucked up. That's fucking dude. awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but the initially when the police found the dead bodies, they saw the women had short hair, so they thought they thought that all the members were men. But yeah, they all cut their hair like with bowl cuts or something. It was really short and they all wore the same baggy track suits. And they, they committed suicide in waves. So the first camp was like fifteen people. So the other fifteen people had to like wait until the first 15 died so they they cover their bodies with like purple shrouds and then it was like 30 people died and then uh seven more people died and then there were like two left and the last two were not covered by the shrouds because they should saw their friends die and they were like all right our turn can you imagine <laughs> just how out of your mind you have to be to come up with that whole thing like all right first we have Wave one, right? All right, this would be <laughs> fifteen, right? Okay. They're drawing it on a whiteboard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right. like a football right. coach. Wave one, all right. Uh, Janice, Janice, and Janice, the three of you. We, <laughs> yeah, you guys got to go first, you know, and then uh, then the halfback's gonna go. No, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much is fucking insane. That, like they were crazy. Your mind, you have to be to just like. They're extremely organized. I mean, they lived in a mansion. <clears> They're like, yeah, we're way too good to just like, yeah, hey, let's die. And like, no, that. Yeah, in in the podcast Heaven's Gate, listen to it by the way. Um, they talk about everything that leads up to that uh, suicide, and they were so meticulous and organized that they even had ledgers recording exactly all their money and how it was spent, how it was earned, and up until the day they died, they were like, "This is how much money we had." They all recorded suicide videos explaining why they committed suicide, and they were like, "Don't be sad for us, fam," or like. Yeah, they, they said, don't, don't be sad <laughs> for us. We're just leaving our vehicles and going to heaven. But, you know, they're just dead. Yeah. Do you know if there's a, do you know if they continue to, are there like weird sub branches of it that still exist? I th- I think I saw this Reddit post was a screenshot of some guy just emailing the, like, Heaven's Gate at Hotmail.com or something. Oh, like, they still, man, oh, I actually read about that, that, like, there's actually someone that still operates the... Yeah, the domain. The domain. <laughs> they like left the, the tech support guy. Yeah. 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 The guy was like, oh, some of us were just left behind, so yeah. we're we just, we're keeping the servers just, online. I'm we're, sticking my finger on the pulse of this server. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there's still former... I'm sticking my finger right where I can figure no, out. There were, there were other former members that committed suicide, that they left the cults, and then they were like... Sad because they were like, we want to, we <laughs> want to catch up. Well, I wanted to go too. Yeah. Yeah, I so wanted to ride right on the comet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have it like too bad they didn't wait a little longer till Armageddon came out so they can kind of see what going to a comet's like or an asteroid or whatever. They would have been like, oh, they, they would have, they would have chilled yeah, with Ben Affleck. Like, no, it's just <laughs> Bruce, dude. And Bruce. Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert, Steve Buscemi. That's like an eleven-year-old. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he shoves Ben Affleck back in there, and it's he's like, just Bruce, like, no, man. No. The, the, pod, the pod bay doors close, and like all the gas comes out. Oh yeah. And he's like, no. And he, and then Bruce is like, be good to my daughter. I know. And then, like, I'm like, dude, he just played Animal Crackers all over the like, stomach. He doesn't even know he's gonna want in ten years. Now he's gonna be. 
feeling guilty every time he wants to like, break up with her? Like, yeah, I know. Up, like, man? like, yeah, yeah. The secret is that emotional scarring on me. I can't leave you. I, I love how Steve Buscemi played what played the person that we all become. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like fuck it. Front <laughs> <laughs> row tickets is to the end of the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. That would have been sick, though. I would have done the same shit. I would have, oh, like, yeah. got fucked up and been like, fuck yeah, who, it. Who cares? <laughs> Steve Buscemi for the win. Yeah. He obviously can't drill into this fucking thing, so, ah. <laughs> anyway, let's, I just, let's go I around. I just like how the Russian guy was pinned as the villain immediately again, too. <laughs> yeah. Russian hey, man. space station, you touch you, you, you goddamn commie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn... You're a piece of shit. I want the car with your death. I'm a soul. We still, he's always he's, he's always the bad guy. We yeah. stopped at Pancake's house. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, he's the same guy. Oh yeah. All right, Joe. Uh, I was um, I don't know. I that one. I was gonna go with Heaven's Gate. So I got all my other research is on the phone that Rob's on. Just tell me about like your feelings about cults. Uh, I think Freemasons are the first cult ever. They I, I, went to a Freemason, I went to a Freemason ceremony one time. I shit you not. Isn't it? It's, it's, it has a lot of cult-like qualities. It, it has some occult-like features. Yeah, no, that's it's, what I mean. It has, it's got a lot, like, like all the secret handshakes and stuff. There, I read this funny story, actually. Um, weird, the band The Ataris has been in the news twice. Well, no, once this week because their bass player, ex-bass player, whatever, ran a very illegal fraud ring. And then got like over, con people out of like twenty million dollars. What? Totally. And uh, it's like, well, that's more than you're gonna make playing. Why is he need a band? Don, yeah. Don Henley cover all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then uh, I read that I guess his stepdad, nice, his stepdad, um, was really involved with like the Freemasons, and then something went really wrong, and then they basically torched Chris Rose like childhood home. Oh shit! They like lit the whole thing ablaze, and like so he's he's written the Freemasons songs and stuff lit about someone's it. house on fire, huh? You said the Freemasons lit someone's house on fire. Chris Rose, uh, stepdad. It's like if you if you if you track down like Atari, like uh, the Ataris have this song called uh, Secret Handshakes because they put out this one record that kind of sounds like The Cure. It's really it's like the weird one off record for them. But yeah, there's a song on it called Secret Handshakes, and he and he it's kind of like a part two of an earlier song in their career. Where it kind of it it speaks about the fire and and what was done like it, it's a it's a pretty real story. Rob, is that a dog? I, I hear Doge. Yeah, I'm outside smoking a cigarette. Hi, Doge. Hi, dog. But Shiro. I, I like how dogs always oh, outshine Shiro. anything, no matter how yeah. important. Oh no! As, as you're like, oh my god, a dog! And I'm like, dogs are the real on. cult leaders. This this album sounds yeah, like dogs are cults. Yeah. But yeah, that's fucked up. No, but you guys, for real, I went to, I got invited to a Freemason meeting because my friends, it was like 10 years ago. My friend's dad was like, hey, do you guys want to go to a, a free dinner? And we we're like, fuck yeah. So we go. <laughs> and it ended up being, it ended up being like a Freemason award ceremony thing, but it was for like the families. And it was at this restaurant in Colorado Springs that doesn't exist anymore. But like, they bring everyone in, it's all cool. And then they started the ceremony. So they close off the public, they turn all the yep. lights off. Yep. <laughs> And then I remember the one main guy was this dude with a, he had a bolo tie on and like a mullet. Yeah, the best one. And he was do. like the, he was like the head guy, but they do stuff like out of the Bible kind of like it's, I can't describe how weird it was. No, it's, 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 it's very old. It's, it's yeah. very ingrained. Like their sick, their symbol is on the dog. Were, were they like pouring red paint and feathers on a hooker wearing a bull? No, I do. I don't know. Yeah, it was one of the weird, it was like one of the weirdest things I've ever stuff. been to though. I can so tell like, you that much, but some yeah. wide shut bullshit. Dude, that's like some old school sacrificial. <clears throat> and like, no, there's a lot, there's like a lot of pride in it too. Like it's like a family lineage. Like, um, no, it runs deep for sure. It's, it's pretty crazy. I think one of my great grandparents was a, was a Freemason. But Basically all the founding fathers of America were Freemasons. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I, I, mean, I just, I just think the, the capacity for a human being to want to belong to something so, like religiously, not, pun not intended, it's just yeah, it's just <laughs> terrifying to me because people, some people are just so afraid of individualism and thinking for themselves that they're like, I'm just gonna subscribe to this and uh, it's gonna temper all my fears. I mean, we have family members that are probably like, yeah, in in God I trust, so oh, yeah. my life is gonna yeah. be I fine. I got plenty of those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, well, I know I, I'm saved. 
It's one thing to have faith, but then, but to then put rest all of your troubles on this set of beliefs like that. That's where I feel like that's where the disconnect happens, and people kind of lose themselves. You know, I don't think. Well, I mean, like, how do you get people to join a cult though? Like, how like weak-minded do you have to be to to, like? There's people that like don't. I mean, they have issues that they never really worked past because they had fucked up childhood. Maybe they were foster kids. Maybe they were child. Well, you know, prostitutes or sex slaves or, or they, they were the subject of abuse or, I yeah. mean, you get, there's there's vulnerable people and there's a lot more vulnerable people probably than we're all maybe consciously well, aware. And, and well, we'll get to it in a minute, but uh, there's some, there are also uh, extreme environmental conditions that uh, entire societies fall into uh, in certain yeah. parts of the world that yeah. make them vul- vulnerable to that kind of stuff. And it, I don't think that, it has anything to do with weak-mindedness because um, I thought so at first. That was my conception, uh, preconceived notion. Uh, I listened to that podcast, Heaven's Gate, and then they were talking about they were successful, like level-headed people that joined. Yeah, and you know they yeah. they were totally they had fine. Their parents were fine. They were treated very well throughout their lives. It's just that those that doctrine uh, that they believe is just somehow convince them and you know sometimes i can't always dismiss everything that i listen to even though it is hokey bullshit to me i take a chance to like listen to the crazy or quote-unquote crazy person and let them speak their mind before throwing my judgment yeah yeah before completely doubting it yeah because who knows maybe we are believing in something that one day our future kids are going to be like god our parents are so close-minded Oh yeah, Thank I'm God. sure it did it away to, with to a degree, to a degree. But I think like you can't lose sight of the fact that you're talking about people that were like the one thing about cults that we I think can all agree on is that there is like a very manipulative and deceitful entity kind of oh, controlling yeah, them sure. at the top. So oh yeah. I think what makes the idea of cult so sort of shocking for most people, like how how could someone fall for that? is because of this sort of like preconceived notion that like their psychology is so obvious that we can see it from a mile away. Um, but you have a lot of people who are, who are for whatever reason, you know, like, like people prey on other people's weaknesses in a lot of ways. And I think that that's what we're seeing with cults. We see weak people and we see people that offer them solutions to their problems. What's the first thing people say about a killer in a mass shooting? He showed no signs. He showed no symptoms. He was a perfectly normal yeah. person. Old Larry and was such a great know, he guy. He paid his bills. Picked up yeah. my newspaper. You know, yeah. Like, a great example is with Scientology, <coughs> their, like, their slogan is, we're here to save planet Earth. Like, who doesn't want to fucking do that? Yeah. They're like, we, and they build propaganda and they show it to these people. And then they and get celebrities. Yeah, they're like, here's what we're doing. We're in, we're in all these countries feeding people, giving them fresh water. We're doing this, we're doing that. We're building homes. We're changing the world. We're sacrificing ourselves to make the world a better place. And there are people who don't have, maybe part of them is like, you know, I need to do something that's better for the world. Yeah. And when you're presented this from a group of people who appear to be organized and put together, and you're like, okay, well, maybe this is a good thing to join. I mean, think about it in the in the early '90s. People would be like, oh yeah, this sounds great. I mean, we all know better now. Yeah. But like back then, you were like, oh, you know, I do want to make the world a better place. And also, <coughs> a lot of the a lot of the literature is uh, plagiar- either plagiarized or highly influenced by other books or influential philosophers that had very valid reasons for life improvement and how to live your life in a way that betters your community and whatever. So, like, going off of what you were saying about, oh, that group is put together, they're doing good things for other people and trying to make society better. Ron Miscavige brought that up in his interview with Joe Rogan. He was like, yeah, Scientology was appealing because the very beginning stages is all about, you know, it's self-help. It's are you unhappy with your life? These are ways in which you can deal with it that might not be obvious, that can help you and help you flourish with your family. Yeah, but part of that, too, to keep in mind, is that a lot of what they're saying is, like, the reasons you're feeling the way you are feeling are not your fault. 
like yeah exactly you and know these are things that that maybe maybe like people have a disconnect between the way they're feeling and what actions they personally take and that have resulted in that but like there are people out there who are vulnerable and they're depressed and and then Scientology offers them a message well, of like here these are the reasons why you're not feeling this way and you know one of the things about them is it's not your fault and actually with Scientology they put all the blame for things that are wrong in your life on you yeah, they make you responsible for the issues that are wrong in your life, and you're not doing something right in Scientology that allows these things to happen to you. I mean, there were there have been children and females that have been raped in Scientology, and kids that have been abused, and adults that have been abused by higher ups. And you know, Scientology says this happens because you weren't doing something right, and you're responsible for every action that happens to you. So they're not like. They're making you responsible for yourself. They are, but they're not. But they're not really because they're not really giving you actual agency. It's it's all it's it's all kind of like we have control of your psychology in such a way that we can manipulate it to yeah, sort of make you feel like you're responsible for yeah. fucked up things that we're doing to but you. The smart thing is about that. Once they're indoctrined into it, they're already thinking, "Oh, well, you know, it's not Scientology's fault. It's my fault." You know, yeah, instead exactly. of blaming the system, right. they're blaming themselves. Yeah. So they they ingrain that into you early on, and you, it just like well, I've, if you understand humans, like like what they're doing is is like you have the the parts of your psychology where you like build your 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 view of the reality of the world based on your own uh, instincts versus what you've observed from your peers. Like if if you read about child development and 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 co- like the development of a personality, a lot of it is based on interactions you have with other people. So you have, like, this basis for what you view as reality, and if for a lot of people that basis is not in line with maybe what reality actually is, and they're easily influenced by something like Scientology. Yeah, it's just, just the prelim—usually the preliminary beliefs, or, yeah, the preliminary guidelines within the literature at the beginning is the bait. Yeah, and they and, it gets ingrained into your brain. I mean, yeah. like— It's always I, a slow yeah. burn. Like, a slow burn. And the people that have <coughs> left these cults, they still find themselves believing and thinking in these ways that they've been manipulated to yeah. think. And they question themselves, like, oh, shit, wait, I'm thinking, like, a Mooney still, or I'm thinking, like, a Scientologist I imagine it's still. kind of a lot like when maybe—and I'm not trying to, to compare one, but it's a lot like when you're, like, a veteran and you have PTSD and, like, maybe you're sitting in a traffic light and, like— a police siren goes off, and, and 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 you feel a feeling for a second. It's kind of like maybe a bomb is going off. Yeah, like fam- the you familiarity know? of it. And you're it's like, kind oh. of like there's an instinct yeah. that, like, you have to imagine, like, everything that you've gone through leaves a snapshot yeah. in some way. So, yeah. Oh, they're playing. Uh, we, well, we do, re- we do our podcast at a recording studio, and they are... Playing undone by. They have the highest quality facilities, best facilities. (laughs) (laughs) They're fine facilities. They're managed by great people. HLR, come check it out. It's really good. What (laughs) is HLR studio? So crackheads on bikes, just recycling cans. So you know how uh, there are just. Questionable characters that live that probably live in some of these units. Oh no! They oh yeah, there's, oh, a, yeah. there's a People, history of. Uh, I wonder come and gone. I wonder who of any of these guys are like have been associated or part of cults. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> there's oh got to be can one. We, can we leave a survey on in the Bay store? Area? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, are you a cult? <laughs> the Silicon Valley, in itself, in my mind, the cults. Uh, yeah. Sort of like that innovation buzzword. I'm an engineer, techie. Cult yeah. acronyms. I think. I think. Wazoo. I think a lot of it is I'm an Silicon ACLS, Valley BRQ. sort of. I'm a BTFFP sniffing <laughs> its own fart sort of a little bit. I'm gonna like <laughs> reference to South Park here. Like I mean, it, it's quite it's literally. Like, yeah. it, so. I love it. Like, it has a lot of reasons for being cocky. It's one of the most prominent industries. One of the most like information technology sector is one of the most profitable, um, largest contributing factors to our GDP. Yeah, it's like California <laughs> feels good about itself. Silicon Valley feels even better about itself. Silicon Valley kind of is like all of a sudden when Elon Musk and, and, and Mark Zuckerberg come out on Twitter yeah. and they're like, I'm not going to attend Trump's technology conference. Yeah, you that girl's yeah. they like, means oh. something because Silicon Valley is a big deal and it comes to the economy of the United States. It, in many ways, it is a lesser evil, but it, they... <laughs> I just, I'm bothered by the arrogance because they, oh, they, sure. they, they fail to admit the fact that they are just like any other big company. Even though yeah. they do good things, there are good things that they do, 
for the most part, they're the same as any other big company. Okay, but you're talking about a whole industry, not a company. Or, well, I'm thinking about Google. (laughs) (laughs) See see what you get to avoid, Rob? Yeah. You don't have to deal with any of this tech bullshit where you're at. Yeah, but like... (laughs) There's like a little bit. I think companies like Facebook are horseshit. I mean, even though they've done some good things... But like any other company, they're just as evil. They're oh, I, I'm here in business, uh, Puerto yeah. Rico. Oh, this, oh, it's so great. Oh, this flooding is bad. Let's go back to California. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking goddamn yeah. it. And and these techies don't <coughs> like they they are so they're so ingrained into their little bubble that they don't realize how badly they're affecting their neighborhoods and their communities because they walk around and they're like, oh, why is there why is there homeless people? Haven't we? You know, haven't we? No, there's it like, no. It's because it's fucking expensive, and you're Mountain gentrifying. View has turned into an RV city, like yeah. little old 1980s RVs parked on street sides. And guess what? Those those people are like engine. Some some of them are oh, engineers making like two years my salary. Yeah, like 500 grand a year. But they're like, oh well, why bo- why bother buying a house? And just yeah, okay. But to be fair, if you're if you're making 500 grand a year and you're living in an RV, you probably have a sweet RV. All right, looks like we're starting in a sweet RV cult. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) only for 500k. I'm down. Do I get one? Like, there's people, there's people that live in their RVs in Mountain View that are making like 30k a year. That's more reason. Like, let's be honest here. Like, there's someone that like teachers. There's someone that has to work at the Taco Bell in Charleston, or work at the like elementary school in the corner of San Antonio, and. or not San Antonio, there, sorry, there were some firefighters that were doing that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like someone has to do but that. They're all being I mean, priced like, out. Like everyone, everyone that's not in that. Like there's oh, a yeah. lot of people being priced the hell out of this right. area right now. But um, we're we're all guilty because we. I mean, I live here, I live in San Francisco. Whatever. I live in Sunnyvale. I at least point. know that I'm a. I, I at least know that I'm a douchebag that gets paid you're, by you're not a douchebag dude yeah but yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's I where like when you edit this yeah. you, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. I gotta get Rob's <laughs> <Whoa. Yeah. laughs> uh, we're going on topic. <coughs> Jeff let's get to you oh, yeah. okay. feelings me uh, yeah. well in general I think cults are bad agreed um, cults are bad I'm gay are we still doing cults <laughs> can, can we talk about Zoltan <laughs> yeah! That's my car. Yeah! Zoltan. 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 Like, we For, all went to the sign. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie since it was new. Can, I, can we just acknowledge the fact that it was such a, like, simple movie, but so really weird. the complexities in the comedy of how they oh, were, like, yeah. making fun of cultism, which is a very severely depressing matter and odd and creepy, no, but they great. made it They made it so funny, the yeah. perspective. And I was like... It's a nice little mockery. Yeah, because yeah. then you you forget about things like Jonestown and the Waco massacre and stuff. But yeah, Zoltan. Zoltan all the way. Um, I had another thing. Fucking, what was his name? Sean what? William? Oh, yeah, the Stifler. Stifler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he, he does... Cut Sean William Scott. Goonies. Yeah. Sean William Scott Goonies. That's a fucking great movie. <laughs> yeah. Or it's, not Goonies, Goons. Let me correct myself. Like the Goons. hockey movie. Yeah, the hockey Goons. movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sad that these movies are old now. Dude, it's fucking <laughs> it's old. movies like 20 yeah. years old. You guys are going to Blockbuster to rent a movie? Uh, dude, Blockbuster? Uh, like, dude, that, I, we should make a cult about just renting movies. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. If I ended up at Blockbuster on a Friday, that was a good week. The Knights no, of Blockbuster. You're like, oh, yeah. you're like I earned this. Be a good, like, I, would, I'd be, I, I would rent an N64 game. Yes, yes. dude. I rented so I many was, video I was games. Very little, you you like, would rent the N64. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, man. I never would want to do that. Go to the Pokemon Snap printer. Set up your Pokemon Snap. Much like my iPhone history... I went from regular NES all the way and had nothing until the N64. Wow, dude. Yep, I skipped it. And the second I plugged in Mario 64, like, my head exploded. Oh, yeah. I was, and, like, I still... I still remember like things I was saying to my dad. He's like looking at me. He's like, oh, so, so. I was like, these graphics are insane. <laughs> N64. I, I'm not a video game person, but I gotta say, N64 probably my favorite console. Dude, that jump was a big deal from because everything up until then was just side scrolling and this and that. And we we thought like, all right, this is where gaming's at. And then boom, N64 comes out, and it's. There's depth and like things are flying like around. Three dimensional. I just, just remember I went from a Sega Genesis. I was a Sega. I, we were a Sega family, uh, <laughs> and I went to a Sega Genesis. So that's Sega where Genesis you're at. Poor. Yeah. So that, <laughs> Dude, if you're poor, we were we were white. We were like middle class white person poor in the sense that like 
we had a nice house in a nice neighborhood, but it was like, you know. Not as we nice. We didn't take a vacation like every year. It was like every two years. Oh, 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 oh God. God. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, the plights of Steven and his <laughs> like, like there were nights where I might have had canned sadly, soup once a week. Can you imagine like looking out the window on the summer you didn't go on vacation? Like, <laughs> there were nights where we only got one large pizza. Yeah. <laughs> there were nights when my bidet didn't work. I, you know what? I had great parents, and I, ha- I, I am very grateful for that because I've realized, realized what an advantage it gave me, and not to be a dick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get off topic, but anyone else have any of the cults they want to bring up? George. Um, George. All right, go, George. George. I've actually got one that is uh, uh, extremely tragic and horrific, so just a fair warning to folks. Uh, this is... If you are squeamish, yeah. please start away. <laughs> if you're squeamish, away. don't listen to this podcast yeah. anymore, because um, you're... If you're squeamish, you stop listening. Because you have a brittle spirit. Yeah. This is this is actually this is kind of a peculiar one because of the circumstances in which it was formed. Uh, a lot of these other cults that we bring up were kind of like, they have this um, sort of middle-class base or there's there's like a you know there's like a well-to-do sort of atmosphere. Uh, this one comes from uh, it was started in Uganda. It's called the the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. That that's the name. That's the full name. That's a big um, name. Also, also known as the movement. I feel like that's from like the Avengers when they were like. <laughs> 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 I'm this pretty is, sure Hollywood would not <laughs> have that out. But, but no no like remember that scene in Wait, like Iron Man <laughs> when Agent Cole was like this is the strategic homeland something oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> they probably adopted it just call it so it's a big acronym yeah yeah this um uh, i don't know if this one is tied to any sort of weird acronym the the shortening of this is just just the movement uh started by somebody named Credonia Mwerinde uh oh my Lord. in in western uganda now i know my son's name yeah <laughs> um she has a really interesting background i was reading a little bit about her okay. uh her heavy religious upbringing um, that she immediately, you know, as a lot of people do, rebelled from, but to sort of an extreme point, uh, to the point where, you know, she ran away from her family, shacked up with some dude who said something she didn't like, so she set all of his possessions on fire. Um, and uh, that only escalated, uh, of course, uh, as as time went on. Um, now, keep in mind, this is in Uganda. Uh, she grew up uh, under the reign of Idi Amin, the di- brutal dictator. Uh, when Idi Amin left, when he uh, uh, left power, there was then a civil war in, in Uganda. So it went from one tragic era to another, and people were extremely desperate uh, for any answers to anything, because it's as soon as the Civil War was over, of course, they're trying to build this new society and like uh, trying to f- find a way because there were so many people that committed horrific atrocities. They were trying to figure out how to form a society that was uh, in 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 their way uh, civilized. Um, and it's like, well, you know, how do how do you do that? Um, all all during all of this, the AIDS epidemic is in full effect as well. Um, so you have just Jesus. thousands of people dying, <laughs> right? So. People are extremely desperate. Uh, Credonia starts up this cult saying that I have spoken to God, essentially, or the the Virgin Mary has has spoken directly to me, saying that the apocalypse will come, uh, and the only way to be saved is to follow me and help restore the Ten Commandments. I'm kind of paraphrasing this because there's a lot of of detail to it. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, throughout the 90s, um, uh, and she ba- essentially they, they blamed the AIDS epidemic specifically on people falling away from God. Hmm. And uh, so in order to uh, achieve salvation, people had to come to her and follow all these rules, give up all their possessions, that sort of thing. Uh, uh, fast forward, I'm just going to skip right to the end of this. Uh, basically, uh, at the at the very end, uh, the rules started to be become very strict for people, right? Yeah, yeah, very, very strict. They had to close down some of their facilities that they had opened up all over uh, Uganda or, or churches or, or whatever you want to call them uh, due to uh, apparently very inhumane pra- practices, uh, uh, child labor and so forth and abuse. And um, 
they they the followers started to become uh, very upset that the apocalypse still wasn't coming because they would say they would predict a date the date would come and then the apocalypse wouldn't come so then uh, we move on to the next uh, uh, next one next one next one people followers keep leaving uh, and then then uh, people start to complain because some of the followers who had left the defectors uh, began to disappear from their communities also um, mm. so all this stuff is kind of like people are just starting to disappear like left and right uh, come the year 2000 apocalypse still doesn't come she says there is a date now for the apocalypse. There will be a ceremony. Everybody come to the uh, the one church that we have left. It's about 530 people come to this church. Uh, neighbors uh, report hearing an explosion sometime late in the night. Uh, and uh, authorities come. Uh, they put out the fire and start sorting through what they describe as just a mountainous, bloody mass um, of, of uh, body parts and... Um, and whatnot. Uh, yeah, um, it's a uh, uh, all in all. Uh, they also found like back at her uh, her her headquarters or wherever she was living, uh, there was fresh concrete that was molded uh, over the floor of her house. They dug that up, found another uh, of like twenty bodies or something like that. They found in several other locations up to an, an extra three hundred people that she had killed. Or not, not her specifically, but her and her close followers. Um, all in all, over a thousand people died. Wow! Yeah, wow. So that, Holy that shit. makes that yeah. makes Heaven's Gate <laughs> and Jonestown sound like. A <laughs> Yeah. How many people died? Would you say? Uh, I think that the the clearest accounts that they they can make were uh, about a thousand fifty something like oh that. Oh wow! God. Yeah. Um, so kind kind of heavy, but that uh, learning about that really opened my eyes to the fact that you know there are there are many different situations where people can fall under. Yeah, that's an extreme that situation sort of in which. Yeah, yeah that got out of hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that escalated tad, quickly. Bringing it, bringing it to the point. Yeah, <laughs> putting the finger on, on the pulse of the situation. <laughs> Steven? Um, well, speaking of uh, Jonestown, um, I was going to talk about the People's Temple. Um, so the People's I Temple. I about that one. This is the, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure a lot of you have heard the name Jim Jones. Yeah, um, you may not have heard the People's Temple. That is the name, uh, the official name of his following. Um, and I'm just going to read a little bit about it real quick, just to kind of catch you guys up. The, um, the epitome of the charismatic cult leader Jim Jones was a preacher from the Pentecostal tradition. Although White Jones attracted a large African American following because of his preaching style as well as dedication to integration and racial equality. His teachings were influenced by liberation theology and socialist beliefs. So here we have a guy who is charismatic. He's got cross-racial appeal. Um, and he is striking right now at a time when tensions are high. This is the 1950s. This is in the Indianapolis. This is kind of in sort of... Um, well, it's tough to say red or blue necessarily because at this point what is red then is considered blue now. But... Um, Anyways, it's it's very conservative, slavery, more southern areas. Um, so while Jones is building this following, he's also building a commune in um, it's the uh, city called Jonestown. It's in Guyana, which is actually in South America. So he's building this sort of follow this sort of I guess mecca um, outside of the United States. Um, so, and eventually what happens in 1977, um, media is getting interested sort of in what's happening. They're hearing more about it, and they want to publish an expose on, on life in the People's Temple. And he hears that sort of the angle they're going with is that life in the People's Temple is a mixture of Spartan regimentation, fear, and self-imposed humiliation. And um, so from this, he starts to assume the worst and decides to retreat kind of back to his commune. So eventually what ends up happening is that uh, a, a member of the Congress of the United States, uh, Leo Ryan, flies down to kind of investigate and learn more about it. And um, what ends up happening is that right before he's about to leave, um, Jim Jones's guys actually kill a U.S. congressman. Which, yeah. Uh, oh there's video of that, I think, right? Uh, uh, you know, they, get, I, running out onto the plane. I didn't see that. Yeah, so yeah, that's, I, I, I think there is. Yeah, 
It's it's pretty documented. I know that. I mean, um, you, you can listen to the whole massacre happen on Wikipedia. And this is yeah. I'm just yeah. touching over kind of the, the details here. I just want the last one here. That same day, Jones convinced his congregation to kill themselves, and that's more than 900 people. And this is the part that's really sad. Uh, that includes 276 children who would killed themselves. Yeah, you you actually. The parents were, like, force-feeding the poison to the kids, and you can hear it in the recording where, like, there you could hear kids begging their parents not to do this, and then they did it, and then it's just completely silent, and it's so fucking creepy. It's 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 really yeah. horrible, and it, it shows you kind of the depths of depravity that people will go to in extreme situations, and um, it really... Uh, also kind of shows you about sort of the spectrum and how what kind of range it really has in terms of human compassion and behavior and um, yeah that's the thing about cults that are scary is that I think most normal people realize there are people out there that can be controlled and manipulated easily but don't choose to do (laughs) so because they don't view it as a positive thing for themselves or they don't feel the need to uh I guess they don't base their happiness on controlling other people. But then there are people out there that do have that kind of mentality. And, um, I mean, you're talking now at this point about, like, psychopathy and sociopathy and these traits that influence you to manipulate other people for personal gain. And um, I think that that's the one thing, too, that that all these cult leaders have in common is sort of this common psychology and this sort of desire to control and manipulate people. Intense narcissism. Intense narcissism, absolutely. I think that's, that's like, definitely a comorbidity when you talk about, like, psychopathy. You talk about people that are estranged from humanity and don't view themselves as human and are so committed to supporting and upholding that idea that they're willing to kill and to, you know... Convince control others people, to kill. Yeah. And, and convince them, I mean, to do horrible things, like kill their children. I mean, yeah. that's that's the thing I think that most people, most people I would think if they were given the choice to kill someone's children or to tell them to kill their children would be like, no, I don't want to do that. That's a horrible thing to try to say to someone. But yeah. there is there is the, uh, and I, J- Jim Jones, I don't know if he, he might have tied this in to his teachings, but one of the things that uh, uh, Morinde was teaching was uh, the Abrahamic story where he went to sacrifice his son and then God stopped him, like, right before he did it. That you know, I remember, they used that scripture to say, go that far for me. I remember, and I want to, cl- like, I remember my dad reading that story to me. So growing up as a kid, I used to, every night before I'd go to bed, Same my dad here. would read the Bible <laughs> yep. to me for about 15, 20 minutes. I remember reading that story multiple times because growing up every night, you're going to read the Bible cover to cover more than one That's time. fucked up. Oh, yeah. So when it comes to things <laughs> I like, could have killed you. <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. It's like God tells Abraham, like, like God's like some like insecure, like, I don't think you really like me. Yeah, like. <laughs> I just, I'm not really. I just. I, I feel like you don't really like me. If you really liked me, you'd kill your son. Yeah. I bet you won't, though. Yeah, it's a little it's loyalty like, test. It's, it's like what kind of what kind of selfish, insecure asshole would ever ask anyone to do that? That's why it's kind of hard sometimes to really buy when people take that idea of God seriously, because I think we all realize that that's sort of like an early, immature understanding of life. And eventually, after we have experiences that teach us otherwise, move on past that sort of understanding. Exactly. Um, how about we don't want to end this on a, on a negative note, so we're going to take a quick break. And ladies and gentlemen, right. we're back. This is the Late Not So Great show. We're talking about cults tonight. Um, thank you for listening. Right now, we're going to make our own cult. And it's the uh, kettle corn, the, <laughs> the, the, the kettle corn, corns, kettle corn cults, corns, kettle corn cult, corn, corn the band. The R is definitely backwards. So yeah. let, let's get let's get down to the root of it. Like, what is the driving the, force the of, of corn? the corns kettle corn cult? Well, you have to say like it. a kettle corn guy at every art and wine festival. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to be able to say in order to join the cult, you have to say it five times really quickly. So corns kettle corn cult. Corn's kettle corn cult. So the core idea. Already failed. If you can really embody in your life the qualities of your favorite corn product the most, like if it's popcorn, you can try to find a way to live your life in such a way that you're fluffy and crunchy and get stuck in people's teeth. 
and and the boss. If is, you like it sweet and salty <laughs> at the same time, if you if you do this enough, Jonathan Davis will visit you in your dreams. And he, oh, you're you're finding level perks. And Jonathan Davis will rape your butthole, <laughs> just like his father raped. His. Everyone, everyone in the corns kettle corn cults is dressed as Colonel, and they they need to have dreads. <laughs> it's, and, it's like a yeah. and <laughs> every month you get a shipment of. A big bag of kettle exactly corn. What I was say. <laughs> yeah, but you I cannot, like, you cannot eat it. <laughs> you cannot eat you it. Take to your nearest art and wine festival because that's cannibalism. I, actually, the whole point of the cult is to not even eat any corn product. Yeah, because that's cannibalism. Because yeah, yeah. you are a stalk of corn, and they believe they believe <laughs> that born from the stock is the husk. They believe that corn is a li- a living entity, and they believe that the corn will control you if you consume it. So their whole thing is praising the corn as this entity, as the god. Isn't that kind of the premise? in the Logan the movie where it's like they they produce this like corn that that cures uh Traits that make you mutant. That was like the X Files. Oh, it did. If you think oh, about spoiler it, spoiler alert. Oh, oh shit! Sorry. Hey, Two movies. Think, think about Bruce, it though. What? Wallace was dead. What species has has grown immensely as as immensely and survived as strongly as corn? It's one of the strongest living organisms yeah. now. And it's and in everything. You know else? It controls us. Yeah, because <laughs> it's in of every product. Rapid growth. Corn and sustaining itself, even saving its own weak. Yeah. 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 Human yeah. beings, we are the corn. Every you know, right. hey. David Silviera, corn <laughs> Children <laughs> of the corn. It, it's coming full circle already. There we go. And also, at every <laughs> meeting, <laughs> at every meeting, uh, a different corn album is played. Can yeah. our Messiah? That's how it starts. The you yeah. start the before the sermon. Yeah. yeah. And can, dude, can our Messiah be like head or monkey? Dude, did they know it already? Follow the leader. What's the name of one of their albums? Oh man! Oh my God! It's nice. All right, it's all, t- it's all coming together. together. <laughs> these, these, this, this, corn cult is just already amazing. Yeah, it's fucking. But uh, terrible. One day, I'm sold. When when robots become sentient and control humans and snuff out, they do genetic cleansing. They they'll run on out. corn. They'll they'll snuff out the uh, cult leader trait, and then yeah. All right. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Late Nights. a great show. I'm Jeff. Mike. I'm Jeff. George. Rob. 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 Hey. Hey. <laughs> He's still here. All right, you guys. Have a great night. Love you, Rob. Love you, too. Bye, Rob. Good night, world. Bye. Good night. Good night.